Hi, I'm Lisa Collins, and welcome to today's teaching of Real Christianity with your teacher, Mosley Collins. Each week, we try to bring you a study of God's Word that will encourage and equip you to live a life that God can bless, to live a life of real Christianity. And now, I am proud to present your brother in Christ and my husband, Mosley Collins. Thank you, darling. Welcome to today's program. Today, we're going to continue our discussion of what to do during difficult times, tough times, even scary financial times like we are living in now. But before I begin, I just want to tell you what an honor and a privilege it is to be able to come into your home, into your car, and share with you things from the Word of God. Also, I will tell you that in the studio today, I am blessed to have my daughter, Casey, and her new little baby, Jolie. Jolie's eight weeks old. And uh, so you might hear a little baby in the background. So that's what that will be. Uh, So let's continue our discussion of these times. You know, in many ways, these are difficult times. People are afraid. I understand that. I understand the fear. I can feel it myself. You know, I'm like you. I'm not living in an ivory tower. I work for a living, 40, 50 hours a week. I don't have a big savings account. I'm not a trust fund baby. I face the same fears and worries you face. We're together in this. And that's okay. In fact, that's good. Because I have a message from God, a message of hope and courage for you and for myself. And to begin with, I have a question for you. And here it is. Would you rather be fabulously rich in this life but have no relationship with God? Or would you rather struggle in this life but walk with Jesus as your Savior? If you had to choose, which would you choose? Someone will say, Mosley, I want to be rich and walk with Jesus. Okay, I get that, but that's not the choice I'm giving you. Someone will say, I heard a preacher on TV say that if I walk with Jesus, I will be rich in this life. Big savings accounts, job promotions, the big house, money in the bank. To that I say, you better check your Bible. God can bless us with material riches, and sometimes does, but often he doesn't because God knows it's not in our best interest. Now, don't you want God to give you what's best for you? God's way is not always the easy way. Let me admit something to you. When I see the tough times we are in financially, when I see that, I think, I'd rather have a million dollars in the bank than have to trust God for the rent. Let's be honest. But God, in his great kindness, has not given me a million dollars in the bank because God wants me to continue to trust him and not to trust in a big bank account. I was saved in 1972. I've walked with Jesus for 36 years through good times and tough times. And he has always been faithful. And during the years of my walk, God has heard me pray, Dear Father, help me be all you intended me to be. Dear God, make me a man of faith, the man you want me to be. When God didn't put a million dollars in my bank account, he was answering those prayers. He wanted me to be something better than a rich man. 
When God didn't put a million dollars in your bank account, he was instead choosing to make you something better than a rich person. He was choosing to make you a man of great faith or a woman of great faith who depended on him and not a big bank account. Let me explain what I mean by a simple analogy. Each week I try to go to the gym and I push against heavy weights in the gym. Now why am I doing that? I could just stay home, sitting on the couch, watching TV. Isn't it easier just to stay home, sitting on the couch, watching TV? Isn't that easier? Well, of course it's easier, but the end result is not as good as going to the gym and pushing and struggling against the heavy weights. When we go to the gym or ride our bikes or jog or walk, we build muscles, we build endurance, we become more healthy, we become physically better. And in a like way, wouldn't it be easier if we had a million dollars in the bank? We could stay home. We wouldn't need to pray about our finances. You wouldn't need to trust God. You wouldn't need to seek God for his help because you'd have all your financial needs met without God without any thought of God. We could just rely on our money, trust in the money. We could be someone who gave no thought to God at all. But even though that would seem to be an easier way, it would not be spiritually healthy. We would not build spiritual muscles of faith. We would not have a relationship with God. We would not have eternal life. We would not be building spiritual muscles as we push against the heavy weights of troubles and adversities and financial problems in this life, as we pray about those things, as we seek God for help with those things. In these tough, scary times, living a life of faith without a big bank account is like going to the gym and pushing against the heavy weights of this troubled time. We build muscles of faith. We become stronger in God. We become better. We become more in eternity as we rely on God, as we trust in God, as we seek his help when we have financial strains and struggles and worries. As I said, we're going through a tough time, a scary tough time. But is it possible that this is actually good for us I want to tell you that even though we struggle, even though there is a fear of the future, a fear of failure, a fear of bankruptcy or foreclosure, even though our finances we fear are shrinking, this is a good time for us because as our finances shrink, it causes us to trust our future, not in bank accounts, not in home equity, not in 401ks and pension plans, but in the one true and living God. Jesus told a parable about a man who trusted in his wealth rather than God. It's found in Luke 12, 13 through 23. Let me turn in, that, in my Bible and read it to you. Then one from the crowd said, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. 
But Jesus said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And then Jesus said to them, Take heed, beware of covetousness. For a man's life does not consist of the abundance of the things he owns. Then he spoke a parable to them, parable to them saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store all my crops? So he said, This I will do. I will pull down my barns and build greater barns, and there I will store all my crops and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will be those things which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Then he said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. Life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Now the modern version of that parable would go something like this. A certain rich person gained a lot of money so he said to himself, what shall I do? Here's what I'll do. I'll open another bank account. I'll buy a bigger house. I'll buy a vacation home. I'll buy more stocks and real estate. I'll build a bigger garage to haul all my new cars. I have nothing to fear and much laid up for many years. I will eat, drink, and be merry. But God said, you fool, tonight you will die without a savior. And then whose will all those things be? So I ask you, and I ask myself, is that what we want? More money, more houses, more cars, more stuff, more wealth, bigger barns, bigger bank accounts. Is that what we are about? Trusting in all that and forgetting about God? This man in the parable, who Jesus said was a fool, would have been better off, much better off, if his crops had failed if he had gone through a tough financial time like we're in right now, and it caused him to turn to God and cry out, help me God. He would have had less money, yes, but he would have had something much better, a relationship with God. He could have, he could have been rich towards God had he turned to God and cried out in a tough time. Now to understand fully, why, going through this tough time with shrinking finances, falling home values, dropping stock market is truly good for us, we have to remember one thing, eternity. We have to remember that this world is passing away. We have to remember that our true kingdom is not here now. Jesus said in Matthew 6:19, lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, is that what he said? When I look at my life, and possibly when you look at your life, we are living like Jesus said, lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. But is that what he said? Treasures on earth? No. He didn't say that at all. Here's what he actually said. Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourselves 
treasures in heaven. There is a desire in men and women to be rich in this world, to be fancy, to lay up for ourselves treasures in this world. But Jesus said something quite different. He said, lay up treasures in heaven. God is calling you and calling me to be different from the lost people of this world. Can you hear him? Can you feel him calling you to remember the riches and treasures of this world are not the true riches. Our true riches are in heaven. Our true riches are in eternity with Christ. When Jesus tells us, lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth, he is not saying that to be mean or because he doesn't want you to have a good time or he wants you to suffer. No, he's not like a cruel schoolmaster who doesn't want you to have fun. He's speaking out of his great love for you and his great love for me. Because in the end, if you are a follower of Christ, if you are a born-again Christian, then you will admit, perhaps with a sigh, that Jesus knows best. Jesus knows we are created to live forever in eternity with him. And so he tells us, he helps us lay up treasure in heaven and not here. Jesus tells us, he helps us to trust in God and not in money. Do you realize that in this world, we do not have our true riches? No, our true riches are in the world to come. I'm sure that God is tired of seeing you and me chase after money, more money, more things, dreaming, scheming day and night how to make more money, how to spend the more money we make, worrying if we don't have that much money, worrying if our finances seem to be failing. I want you to say, I want to say this to you and to myself, money will come and money will go, but God is our true security. Of course, the Bible encourages us to work hard and provide for our families. I'm not saying you shouldn't do your best. I'm not saying you shouldn't get up each morning and work hard and do your best to earn a living. I'm not saying we shouldn't try to succeed, but it's a question of in whom we trust, and that should be God. I hope you are enjoying our teaching on real Christianity. If you have questions concerning today's topic, or you would like to receive a free copy of today's message on CD, just call us at 916-444-4444. That's 916-ALL-FOURS. Or you can visit our website at www.MyRealChristianity.com. That's MyRealChristianity.com. On the website, you will find a list of all our past programs. You can choose whatever is helpful to you. Programs like How to Lead Someone to Christ, How to Start Your Day with God, The Lord's Prayer, Faith, and Seven Things God Loves to Hear You Say. Now, let's get back to today's teaching. Thank you, darling. We've been talking about how to handle tough times, scary times, when we are worried about our finances failing, job layoffs, lost savings, pension plans that lose half their value. Now let me say, there's nothing spiritual about being poor, but here's what we must remind ourselves. 
There's nothing spiritual about being rich either. In fact, it's dangerous. Here's what Paul said in 1 Timothy 6, 9. Those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts. Wow, that's a clear warning. And yet everywhere we look around us, people desire to be rich and rich in money and the things of this fallen world. Even we ourselves can be infected with this. The rich are the new royalty of this world, but it is a royalty that without Jesus will fail. Many of the rich and famous and powerful people of this world, people who are on the covers of our magazines and discussed endlessly on TV shows, people with great investments of money in this world, they are invested in the stock market, they are invested in savings accounts, they are invested in real estate, yet many of these people, and there's Jolie, Jolie, many of these people will not be rich in heaven because they are not invested in the only thing that has value in heaven, which is a love of Jesus Christ. How simple it is, really. We need to be rich towards God, not rich in the material things of this world. But it's so hard to keep this simple truth in our minds and in our hearts. Do you want to be all God intended you to be? Do you want to be the man or woman God wants you to be? Then pray with me right now, Father, let your dreams be my dreams. Let your goals be my goals. Let your heavenly riches be my riches. Let what's important to you be important to me. Amen. What's important to God is not that we lay up for ourselves treasures on earth, but that we lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven. At the beginning of this discussion, I ask you a question. Which would you choose? to be fabulously rich in this world, but have no relationship with God, or to struggle in this world, but to walk with Jesus as your Savior. I hope that by now you would choose the latter. I hope you would choose to have less of the stuff of this world and more of God. And I'm preaching this message not only to you, but also to myself. You know, every so many years in Yellowstone National Park, there's a severe hard winter and the weak things die in that hard coldness. The strong remain and live on. In that hard winter, the weak buffalo die, and the strong survive to build a stronger herd with their offspring. And that's how God designed it. The same is true in our lives. Every so often, there's a hard winter in our lives, and the weak things in our lives, and the unnecessary things in our lives, and the foolish things, and the frivolous things in our lives die. The strong remains. The important things remain. In tough financial times, in that hard time, like we're in now, we decide two things. First, we don't need more foolish and expensive toys. We can do with less, with the true necessity of life, like food and shelter. You know, after all these years of buying stuff, our garages and closets are crammed full and overflowing with foolish things we don't truly need and probably will never use. The second thing we decide is we need less stuff but more of God, more of his help with our situation. In other words, tough times help us to get our Christian values in order, our priorities in order, 
to stop being so focused on buying treasures and laying up treasures here on earth and to start focusing on laying up treasures in heaven. We are willing to let go of some of our desire for the things of this world if we can have more of God in these tough times. In scary times, God can help us. God will help us. Because we believe God will help us in these tough times, we find something out. We find we pray more in these times. We find we read our Bible more in these tough times. We listen to Christian radio or go to church more in these times. We find more joy in knowing God and less in buying more stuff. For you see, real Christianity is not about getting more treasure in this world. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world and our kingdom is not of this world. Many religions and many philosophies are about how to get riches in this world, how to live in a mansion in this world, but not Christianity. Not as Christ taught it, not as Christ lived it, no. How could it be when Jesus said in, 14, in John chapter 14, verses two and three, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place in heaven for you. And if I go and prepare a place in heaven for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there, you may be also. Doesn't that stir your heart? Doesn't that lift your gaze towards heaven where Jesus is preparing a place for us? That's where our true home is. That's where our true riches are. Doesn't that stir your heart? When Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you and I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there, you may be also. Oh, how I love those words. How I love that promise. So here's what I declare over you. Even though we are going through a difficult, scary time, you're going to be okay. In fact, you're gonna be great because God will help you. We here at Real Christianity hope that today's message was a blessing to you. You can get a free copy of today's teaching at 916 444-4444. That's 916-ALL-FOURS. Or you can visit our website at www.myrealchristianity.com. That's myrealchristianity.com. Here is a final thought from Mosley. You know, I don't want to end this broadcast without inviting you, my dear listener, to receive Jesus Christ as Savior. The Bible says in John chapter one that when Jesus, the Son of God, came to earth, his own received him not, but as many as did receive him, to all who believed in him, to them he gave the power and the right to become the children of God. They were born again and received the wonderful gift of eternal life. If you don't know Jesus as your savior, but you would receive him now into your heart and life, Pray with me, Lord Jesus, forgive my sins, come into my heart, 
be my Savior. Amen. If you sincerely prayed that prayer, the Bible teaches you are born again. You have Christ as your Savior, and you have eternal life as you follow Him. If you want more help, please visit our website at myrealchristianity.com or call me at 916-ALL-FOURS. May God richly bless you, and I'll be here with you again next week. Thank you for listening, and until next week, may God bless you always.